So I thought, well, maybe I can start a business that sort of uses capitalism to support these social issues. I care a lot about. Welcome to the Virginia Foodie Podcast, where we lift the lid on the craft food industry and tell the stories behind the good food, good people, and good brands that you know and love. If you've ever come across a yummy food brand and wondered, how did they do that? How did they turn that recipe into a successful business? Then we've got some stories for you. Hi, foodies. Today I'm talking with Arlie of Arlie Cakes, a baker who creates sweet treats with a focus on social justice and a more equitable world. Known for her stylishly presented social justice cakes and for her fundraising campaigns, Arlie calls attention to important issues and encourages her customers to donate with her to programs that will make a difference. Along with activism delivered in swirls of buttercream, Arlie has a delightfully charming take on all of her pies, cakes, and cookies, and has a loyal following of fans across Richmond and Charlottesville. We've written back and forth over the past five years, so our conversation was especially dear to me. It felt like chatting with an old friend. I think she's the living embodiment of that phrase, being the brand. And it was so good to talk to her about her mission, where she wants her business to go, and what it was like to be in Richmond during that tumultuous summer in 2020. I should note that we recorded this on January 5th, the day before the events at the U.S. Capitol, so that was not part of our discussion. But in lighter news, her website just got an update that perfectly suits her sparkling personality. I'm so pleased to introduce you to Arlie Cakes, and I hope you enjoy getting to know more about her as much as I did. Well, hello, Arlie. It's so good to see you this time. We've talked a lot over the years, and I'm so happy to see your face, even though our listeners can't tell we're doing this over Zoom. So it just makes me really happy to see you here, and I'm really excited to talk to you today. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too. Oh, good. Well, for the benefit of our listeners, could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and Arlie Cakes? Yeah. So my name is Arlie. I am a baker and the owner of Arlie Cakes, which is a cottage style bakery in Richmond, Virginia, with a focus on social justice. So you're baking for a cause. Yeah. The journey there has been a lot of like different directions that that has meant for me. But yeah, overall, that's been the ethos of my business mm-hmm. to be baking for a cause. Yeah. So that's kind of why I brought you here today. I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit. So how long have you been doing your baking? So I started in, I should know this better off the top of my head, but it, that's it's okay. There's been like so much meandering. So I started actually in Charlottesville, Virginia, where you're based in 20. 15, I think, 2014 or 2015. Your first posts are in the spring of 2015, which is right about the time we were starting the VA foodie stream. Uh So we've come up in this together a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's pretty (laughs) fun. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So in 2015, I was working at a nonprofit doing like community development work in a neighborhood in Charlottesville. 
And just through that work and through that network, I kind of started to think about social enterprises. Mm -hmm. So like using businesses as a way to create the change that we want to see. And I honestly, I got a little bit burned out on nonprofit work (laughs) at that time. I mean, it's just hard. Not the work itself, honestly. It was the like always desperate need for money that Mm -hmm. nonprofit space that I was like, I feel like there has to be a different way. You know, that's at least better for me, not knocking on other people who enjoy that work. But yeah, so I thought, well, maybe like I can start a business that sort of uses capitalism to support these social issues Mm -hmm. like they're a lot about. So my goal had been to like sort of work towards opening a storefront to provide employment opportunities for people who wouldn't usually have access to that. And that's still a goal of mine. But yeah, while in Charlottesville, I did like a lot of pop-ups and markets and special events, weddings, Charlottesville's like weddings galore. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the business was growing and it was exciting. And then I decided that personally, I wanted a change. So I moved to Richmond in 2017 and kind of put that sort of on pause, just established myself here a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was working full time at a bakery downtown. Was that bakery the nonprofit that you worked for or just a bakery? Yeah, that was just a bakery. Okay, yeah. so you've gone in and out of nonprofit and uh-huh. got your yeah. hands in the baking world too. Yeah, yeah. So I left that job about two years ago. Yeah, just over two years ago. And that's where I started working at a nonprofit. I was working for a nonprofit, but in a cafe that they run, mm-hmm. which the mission of the cafe was like really similar to my ultimate goal in Arley Cakes. So at the cafe, I started to do more like markets and selling things for holidays, but mm-hmm. I honestly wasn't even that. I wasn't pursuing business like that intensely. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was hustling. I was just like doing markets here and there. Yeah. And then like Thanksgiving pies. Yeah, that's not atypical for any kind of startup, though, is to do some and then, I mean, you got bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's yeah. finding that balance. It's finding uh-huh. that balance. Yeah. But then in June, so, you know, the whole country got turned upside down in June. Of this year you're talking yes. about. June of 2020. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. was really just like laying low. And uh-huh. then June of 2020 when the whole world got turned upside down and people started thinking more about how yeah. they use their dollars to support Black-owned businesses, but also just the message of Black Lives Matter, which is I had been using my platform and my baking to support the message of Black Lives Matter, like literally right. putting Black Lives Matter on cake. So I'd been doing that for years. So June, everything just changed. And I just started getting like a bunch of business. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't really been looking for it, but it was kind of the perfect time for me to do that. I had just moved into a house where I have a kitchen that I'm not sharing with anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> My work schedule, it made sense so that I could have mm-hmm. more flexibility to like focus on that. So things kind of started taking off. So now I feel like Arley Cakes is getting back into the full swing of things. Yeah. And it was not necessarily my decision. It just kind of like fell into my lap. 
Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many things I want to pull out of that conversation. And one of them I want to ask about is just your kitchen. So you are a cottage industry, which is by definition, you're kind of working out of your home. Yeah. And so you've always been using a home kitchen and now it's kind of your home kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of a move that gives you a little more I guess, expansion opportunity. That's pretty cool for you. Yeah. But the other thing is you, when did you move to Richmond? Like 2018 or something like that? 2017. 2017. So tell me just briefly, what was it like to be in Richmond in June of 2020 for you? Yeah. I mean, at times it was a little bit scary, just like the tension that... Mm -hmm was happening and you know like you hear stories about I mean MAGA people driving a car into protesters I mean (sighs) that happened in Charlottesville the summer that I moved so you know there was a little bit of that tension but also it was just really cool to be able to witness what I think is history in the making the confederate monuments most of them have been almost all of them but one have been taken down and the Robert E. Lee statue is the only one that is. Still <laughs> yeah. But I love that space now. I would like for the Lee statue to leave. Yeah. But the pedestal that it's on is like this beautiful work of art. It like reminds me of the Berlin Wall, honestly. And, you know, going down there during the summer, I haven't been down there in like a couple months, but In the summer going down there, there were like cookouts and people registering people to vote. Mm -hmm. It was just like this great community space, like a public art. So some hope came out of this, like uplifting things for you. We went to Richmond for, actually we were there for the Saturday of Fireflower Fork, which time means nothing to me now. I can't remember what day that was, but I had a client meeting on that Friday Mm-hmm. And we did travel for one overnight and went down. And so we saw it, but it was so late in the year. So it's like a wind just swept through, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that when the weather is nice, I mean, I hope that the activity picks up again because it was just such a cool space to be in. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that part of it. What's the other thing I was going to unpick? Oh, yeah, the changes. I want to switch gears and talk about your change in your employment and what's your next steps you're taking for Arley Cakes? Yeah. So I have always worked at least one job other than Arley Cakes Mm -hmm. the entire time that I've been doing it. Sometimes it's been a full-time job. Sometimes it's been one or more part-time jobs. But in September, I left my full-time job at the cafe to take on like a part-time inning job Mm -hmm. just to be able to focus more on early cakes which is an exciting change for me Mm -hmm. I know like sometimes I'm like oh man like I wish I could say like I left my full-time job completely and I'm working for myself full-time like that's a really exciting moment for people but Mm -hmm. I'm also just trying to take things as slowly as I can It's a strange time, honestly, because you've got this momentum that's kind of come out of sort of a, I mean, I want to say politics, but Mm -hmm. just cultural thing that's happened, which is kind of an anomaly a little Mm -hmm. bit, you know, 
Yeah. And I mean, it's really weird for me. I've had a really good year for my business in a year that has been really hard on the food industry. Yeah. And I think that that is also like a little bit grounding for me too. Like, okay, let's be realistic. Mm -hmm. We are in a recession. Things are really hard right now. A lot of people aren't able to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. Let me not put too much (laughs) at one moment (laughs) and just figure out how to smartly enjoy the success that I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. I mean, you've built the success. You had a thing going and then people came and found you. Don't knock that part of it. But realism is pretty good too, I think. And I think a lot of the food brands that I've talked to this year, and even ones I work with, there's a little bit of a, I don't know, a survivor syndrome. Like I'm successful, but I know that my community is not. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Honestly, there's like a little bit of guilt feeling in there. Like, obviously I'm excited and grateful for it, but. I don't know, like it feels weird to celebrate those sorts of things right now. Yeah, I think there's a lot. I mean, that's part of the human condition. So (laughs) (laughs) embrace it, recognize you're having it. And then what is the next thing you need to do? Put another foot in front of the other. Yeah, I guess I didn't totally answer. You did ask what some next steps are for me. Yeah. So for me, I want to start doing wholesale to coffee shops, maybe some like small markets, Mm -hmm. which, you know, again, being in the food industry, there's like so much that's up in the air, you know, trying to partner with people who are also having to deal with so much to keep their business. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely like looking at doing wholesale and diversifying my streams of income. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thinking about more ways than just individual people placing orders with me for a birthday cake. Right. To keep income coming. Yeah. So those are decent goals and actually a natural progression for a bakery and definitely trying to secure wholesale contracts with some restaurants is a good way to do that just to get some steady income streams. It's not like, I mean, it would be lovely if I could have a cupcake subscription or something like that. (laughs) But, you know, you just don't get direct to consumer over and over again. It's very Mm -hmm. specific and sometimes of the moment when you're at the farmer's markets and things like that. So trying to anticipate what you're doing is a little hard. Yeah. Yeah, but that's exciting. So next steps for you are just to get some increased order volume, basically. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you one more question and then maybe come back to some businessy type things. But so the other part of the story for me being down in Richmond for Fireflower Fork was I also ordered the Bakers Against Racism box. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about your involvement with that group and how that has that working for you in Richmond? Yeah. So Paula Velez, who started, Mm. she's a pastry chef based in DC. And I had been like following her on Instagram for a while. And she just posted something very vague about Bakers Against Racism. (laughs) That was literally all it was, was Bakers Against Racism. Stay tuned. And I was like, great, I'm in. I'm tuned in. (laughs) So yeah, she started, that was in June again. She started this worldwide fundraiser 
to raise money for organizations fighting issues that mostly African-Americans. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I was completely on board from the beginning. And then a Richmond chapter was started. And I think off the top of my head, I want to say there have been like four bake sales Mm -hmm. in Richmond, which I've participated in some capacity in each of them. But yeah, I mean, it's been really fun, like just as somebody participating to see different bakers around town sort of come together. Yeah. Yeah. For these causes and also learning about some new organizations that I didn't know about before. So that's been really cool. So who are you? I was looking on your site. You have social justice cakes. Mm -hmm. So I know that you put the words on the cakes and things like that, but how does your business structure to support these causes? Is there a portion of sales? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So Over the past few years, I've actually done several cakes that are just auction donation-based cakes. So Mm -hmm. like when Erica Gardner passed away, I think that was the first in-memoriam cake that I did. So I made this cake with these beautiful buttercream flowers on them and I like put her name on it and I auctioned it off for a donation to her family's GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. So I think that was in 2017 when she passed away. Somewhere around 2017, I started doing some cakes like that, whether it was in memoriam or like on Cinco de Mayo. One year, I think I made a cake that said Si Se Puede and sold it, quote unquote, sold it for a donation to like United We Dream, which does immigration work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had been doing that for a few years. And then I think... After the Bakers Against Racism, I think it was after the first bake sale. I did a bake sale where I made like an American flag cake and I did a bake sale again for immigration work Mm -hmm. happening in Virginia where I gave a portion of the sales and then people could donate however much they wanted on top of that Mm -hmm. to an organization called Santos in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And I've been kind of doing that like monthly since then, soon mm-hmm. I didn't do one in November because of Thanksgiving. But yeah, so I've done some fundraisers like that. And sometimes I do just post cakes with a message on them just to send out a message, like sure. not necessarily to raise money, but just more raise awareness. Sure. Yeah, it's been like a definitely an evolving thing. I think that the rhythm that I have right now has been really neat. Well, and I had a whole rebranding this summer too. That was like really helpful in really capturing my message and understanding how to communicate that to people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that this iteration of using social justice in baking is like a very sustainable one. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, even if I like scale up, like, oh, I can still have, you know, a counter where people can order like whatever desserts throughout like the week, any day of the week, but then also have these monthly bake sales where I partner with a local organization. So that's been really neat to land here. On your site, and you mentioned earlier about wanting to have a business one day where you employ other people who are maybe getting retrained. Is that still a long-term goal for you? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm still not really sure like what that would look like. This is going to scratch my not deep knowledge of the nonprofit industry, but isn't there a model 
on the West Coast of a bakery where they just train people who are coming maybe out of recovery or out of the prison system. Yeah, I don't know if you're thinking of the pastry project that just opened up pretty recently, like in the last recently and time is nothing right now. <laughs> I want to say it was in the last three months. Honestly, it could have been like six months ago. But yeah, they have a really cool model where they basically, it's sort of like a Patreon. They're providing pastry training to people. I think it's like need-based, but they provide training to people and it's, supported through sort of monthly subscribers or like donors where every month they get a box of treats that are made by the students mm-hmm. in history school. And they also partner with like local bakeries. I think local bakers help teach and they like also donate pastries sometimes for the boxes. So that's like a really cool model that I hadn't thought of before. There are different types of food industry businesses, even in Virginia, Mm -hmm. that have more of like a socially minded practice with their employment. Yeah, I think for me, there are lots of different avenues it could take. I really would like to provide people with a living wage, with benefits, Mm -hmm. with there are so many things that people don't get in the food industry. Mm -hmm. Like, health insurance and paid time off and family leave. Yeah. And there are also businesses that do that, like food businesses. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they're on the West Coast. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, the West Coast is also really expensive. So a living wage on the West Coast is really different from a living wage in Virginia. I feel like if these bakeries and cafes can do that in like California and... Oregon and Washington, then we should be able to do it in Virginia. So, yeah. So as you think about your products and your expansion and things like that, where do you personally get your baking inspiration from? I'm just curious, like other than the messaging that you put on the cakes, flavors and types, and I'll tell you what I'm thinking of specifically is your champagne cakes, which seem to be, I don't know, we've posted about them a few times on VA Foodie, and I know that they get a lot of attention just for how cute and attractive they are. But tell me, flavor inspirations, where are you getting them from? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I'll try and be like a little fancy with things. (laughs) But generally, I like to do sort of homey, like comforting, familiar things with a little bit of a twist. Mm-hmm. So like champagne cake, I always tell people it's like vanilla, but more fun. So <laughs> if you, you want to be a little adventurous, and it's big for weddings too. Uh-huh. You want to be a little adventurous, but also have people, the general public will be like, oh yeah, like I'll eat this. It's not yeah. like, I don't know, something crazy. But I don't want like a billion different ingredients that you know, just like normal people, like the people <laughs> in my family haven't heard of, be like, What's this? how many different things are in this cake right now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So just sort of like down to earth, playful. Yeah. Vintage-y type mm-hmm. of desserts. Growing up, is there something in your childhood that kind of drew you to baking? Was there someone in your family that inspired you or? I mean, I did 
have some aunts that lived in Ohio that would bake like a ton of cookies and mail them out every Christmas. Uh-huh. But I never like grew up around baking. I actually grew up doing a lot of art in art classes. And in college, I was in like the studio a lot. And I honestly, I feel like baking sort of became this creative outlet for me after school. That's really Um, interesting. I just did an interview with another, actually, I'm doing two bakers back to back, but art was her inspiration too. That's mm -hmm. kind of cool. I think that creating food is creative. So that's kind of neat to hear that from you. Yeah. Well, I don't want to let you go without having you tell people how to find you and how to see your creations and possibly place orders in advance. Where can people find you? Yeah. So I have a brand new website that's now like six months old, but it still feels very brand new to me. (laughs) Arliecakes.com. And I'm also on Instagram. I'm like somewhat active, pretty active on Instagram. It's arlie.cakes. To place an order, you can do that on my website, arliecakes.com. Mm-hmm. I just do pickups in Richmond for now. A lot of people ask me if I ship and I do not ship, but maybe in 2021, I will get it together and be able to ship out cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you ask your aunts, how did they ship? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I can ship cookies. And I do that for friends. But from a business standpoint, there's a lot more certification that I need to have right. business to be able to ship out. So everyone's yeah. always like, do you ship? When will you ship? But I'm like, you have no idea how much paperwork <laughs> that involves me doing outside of my first job and then my baking job. And <laughs> yeah, I don't think people realize that. Yeah. You know, that it's not like what you do at home, you, can get, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't just say like, yeah, I'm going to do this and then get to do it. <laughs> yeah. Arlie, thank you for sharing your story with me. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Yeah. Thank you. It's really nice. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And if you want to learn more about how to grow your own food brand, then click on Grow My Brand at vafoodie.com. If you're a lover of local food, then be sure to follow us. We're at VA Foodie on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join the conversation and tell us about your adventures with good food, good people, and good brands.